0: Hi, welcome back to MassCast. It is currently right up here in April, you know, on the 7th, Friday the 7th. Holy crap, my dog just came running around the corner. She must have taken just an epic shit because nobody has that kind of expression unless they got rid of old thoughts, and that's what I'm here to do you're on MessCast. So I haven't been doing open mics. I haven't... The weather still hasn't been conducive to my mental atmosphere, you might say. Um, I'm still feeling stuck, but knowing I need to go and not knowing which direction that is or how to start. I've got wheels now, though. So that's nice. Wheels are halfway to anywhere. Until you reach a shoreline, and then I guess you need a boat or a plane. Things have got to change. That's where I'm at. Feels a bit deranged, but here I am, next to traffic, waiting again another cycle of cyclical nature to flow through this, so that I can get a grip on what is next. feel like I should keep going and going and going and going, but I just want to stop for a while. And I feel like I've already been stopped. I've been halted, but halted is more like you're already in your running vehicle and you're at this one of those places where the flag people tell you, you have to wait until you can go. And that stop sign has been held up for a long time and you're thinking maybe now you need to conserve gas so you should just shut it off but you can't relax because you're waiting for the sign to change that's where I'm at I'm waiting for the sign to change to tell me that I can go so I can move on a little bit further just to stop again for what not for forever it's just temporary but I mean I just need permission to pass And pass for me is just city limits. And I can do that tomorrow. I've got the capability. But which way do I go? And it's also Saturday. And people want to travel on Saturday. And I don't want to contend with the weekend warriors and the travelers of the road that are just doing this because we have nothing else to do as a family and this is what we choose to do. And so I don't want to get in your way nor do I want you to be in the way of me. Where do I go? What am I looking for? I think mostly, like, I've just dealt with being uncomfortable for so long that, like, if I can find just one tiny place where I get along or I'm accepted, then I'm willing to be there for longer than I should be. And that's bad. It's not good. Those are stagnation points. I want to get just enough to keep moving until i do find where i could actually settle because more than just a minuscule amount feels right enough to lay down roots and maybe i never root and that is what it is i'm not judging myself for potential future i don't know but here comes our neighbor and good night Hi, welcome back to the mess cast. Uh The sounds that you were hearing are the despondent sounds of Journey, who seems to never be happy with anything. Um, but aren't we all like that sometimes? And what I'm here to talk about today might be along those lines. Having a lot of Existential ponderings like I do. So that's, there's nothing new there, right? And I'm just thinking about like, what am I even passionate about anymore? Uh, nothing. If I'm honest, I am no longer passionate really about anything and if I'm truly honest with myself I have no idea what I'm doing uh 99% of the time maybe even 100 because like in that 99 I was thinking you know in the dream world that seems to be all right but it's not it's not I don't even know what I'm doing in the dream world, uh, much less in the human world. How does that tie into passions? Well, I have had the grace to have a break from expectation to a certain degree. Really allowing me all of the space of the universe to get reinvigorated about something old or to be invigorated with something new huh I it's not happening um, I don't know if it's technology that's making this worse but uh, I went to the Google and I asked it some questions just to kind of get me started maybe figuring out just location like what what would be a good location for me why would I ask Google oh probably because they're mining all of our data and they probably should know better than us at this point what would be good especially if we haven't tried it yet but um no real suggestions there also um dog friendliness in the world or like in the united states has shifted like some places that were dog friendly are still dog friendly but maybe less dog friendly like oh cool, We, when nobody wanted to come here we made it dog friendly and then uh, all the people decided to move here with their dogs and now we're more kind of like yeah, that was an era, keep your dog at home so if you're having a hard time getting passionate about something anything at all, anything at all And you feel like with every human engagement just about that you have, you're just like, why am I here? Like, what role am I playing in this weird dance that I'm now a part of? I think that I found a pocket of arrested development that I don't want to get caught up in, but I've enjoyed it. And now I feel weird about it. And now I know, Journey, what? You're going to wind through this whole thing. Now I want to feel more comfortable in a better, healthier way. And I'm not exactly sure how to do that either. Meanwhile, my dog is just like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, let's go do something. And I'm like, yeah, well, part of my Google searching with dog friendly things is like, where can I easily go and check out and like, see if it's for me and my dog. And I have two cats. And I love my cats, but they complicate my life. To a certain degree, not not right now. Actually, it's probably wrong of me to say they complicate my life because it, it doesn't really like if I have a place to be and they're allowed to be there. It's not complicated. I know what they need. Um, but traveling, with. oh I just see you have a heart on your back. I never noticed that. Cute. Uh, Having three animals and traveling could be hard. Unless you have the right kind of fucking vehicle. And now I do have a vehicle. But it's probably not the right kind of vehicle for three animals. And a human. And things. I don't know, man. I'm so confused. And I... And I feel like there's nowhere I can turn to and no one I can actually talk to about it. Because I am so fucking lost. That's what it feels like. I'm very lost. Like Sometimes you're in a flow, like you're on a river and... Or you're on a wave and it is bringing you into something you can see the coastline but. I feel like I've been set adrift for a very long time now and. uh, I've tried to talk about it. But nobody knows what to say and I feel like I've tried to conceptualize it creatively. And whatever like the four people who listen to this maybe follow other things and like two of the people who follow this are probably already people that kind of fucking know a little bit of the deeper inner dialogue I have you know but I am And I don't know what to do anymore. And I just want to be reinvigorated again and get excited, but I'm not. And I don't know how to pretend it. That's all. Hi. Welcome back to MessCast. It is currently April 7th, which means we're right there in spring, which means that I need to give you my spring haiku. Here we go. Hormones. Pheromones. Wow. They want to get it on now. It's okay. It's spring. (sighs) Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, uh... Yeah, it's April 7th, man. Um, All the people who still have any sort of reproductive hormones are stirring and spinning. And today was one of those days where the sunlight came out and was like, Hey, maybe the winter is over. You can look forward to warmer weather. And everybody and their mother's brother, who didn't have to work a normal 9 to 5, whoa, that was weird, Um, were basically like, my favorite brew pub has that brand new deck that we should go check out in the sunshine. And therefore, and how it did. And they did. And I I found myself in a similar spot where I was like, man, there's so much I want to do, like, spring cleaning-wise. But, like, um, I kind of try and live my life how I want to live my life, which means that I try and help other people because I need help. I want help. I need help. And I want help. And so if I maybe do that for other people, to help me. But then I came home, and I did not have that help. And I got overwhelmed by everything that I have. And I said, I can't deal with this today. Um, but what could I do? I could go have a beer I'm down at my local brew pub. And I looked at my dog, and I said, uh, do you want to go to the pub? And she was like, rawr, rawr. And I said, do you want to see your friends? And she's was like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and I was like, all right, that's uh, that's all I need for consideration to go do this you, uh, you are essentially giving me permission because half of life is accountability <laughs> isn't that a fun word accountability it's super fucked up yeah capricious I fed you really do you want to talk do you want to tell people about accountability how am I not being accountable to you Do you need more pets loves? Yeah? Right there? Is it your box? You want me to change the box? Okay, you could use it. Oh, you both agree that the box could use some change. Okay. Cool. What else? I fed you already. You have water. You want love? You kind of want love? Like this kind of love? Hmm? All right. Accountability is an important thing. And um, this brings me into other topics that I am going to rather express while I go outside to remiss my thoughtlessness. Bro, dude, it's spring, right? Like, like I said in the haiku, the hair mo- the the pheromones, the hormones. There's a lot of stirring energy left over from the stagnation of the winter, and it's hard on, right? <clears throat> the other thing that we're dealing with here is like we're into our third year since the great desecration of the covid-19 or whatever the fuck people don't know what to do with themselves if 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 they've just been alone and i only say that from experience not just from the the time of covid but for like a very long time now like if you're alone all the time, you just really don't know how other people function at all. And something that I'm experiencing um, is this, like, desire to have more connection. Uh, I guess in more connection, it's more like inside jokes. You know? Like... Like, you're deeply enough connected to a person to where the nonverbal interactions are real. I don't have a lot of nonverbal reactions in my life beyond um, my animals. My friends, a little bit, but they have their deep-set non-spoken stuff with their their people, which is their partner people. And uh <laughs> there is like part of me that I want to share so much of, you know, but then there is this other equally huge part of me that is like I love my aloneness and not having to prove myself or explain myself or um justify my existence. I'm very adaptable. I know that I'm adaptable. It's just like how I am is how I am now, but I can adapt. Um, but do I want to adapt? So the idea of like, what do you really want to follow or pursue? I'm starting to understand a little bit more about where old people just get either hyper fixated on one thing that seems kind of mundane or, they are not hyper fixated at all like they seem to be non-interested in anything or they just seem like probably a hoarder you know like they're interested in too much and they can't contain it and what I'm starting to understand about the world is that if we allow ourselves the freedom to be ourselves but acknowledge that our we are adaptable within ourselves that um we we could start to really hyper elevate our lives with the help of one another and we have snippets of what that looks like in reality through partnerships of various kinds but the idea of when the intimacy level of cohesiveness can extend beyond hyper fixation of which is um Like like in hoarding situations when it seems to get really, really gross and unmanageable. Like that can be one route, but you can kind of have everything and not have that too. It's like the people who decide to own a thrift store versus just packing it all into their house and never, you know, once it goes in, it's not going to go out until somebody else removes it in a forceful kind of way. Or the house burns down. You know, whatever happens first. I'm thinking about, um, just how people support each other in their existence in order to be able to navigate and get through reality. And... Um, at times, I'm just like, gosh, why don't why don't I get a human? You know, like I love my animals, but why don't I get a human? <sighs> it it, it kind of hurts to say that maybe I just don't cure enough to have a person like. I like the idea of it, and that's about it. I like the idea. I like the idea or the ideal. I like the potential. But the reality of it is actually quite frightening. And um, if I'm honest with myself, I've grown so much in my patience and stuff over time you know but I'm still not there and if we attract you know kind of what we reflect um, nobody's got time or patience for me either and it's probably very equally frightening I, um, I watched my friend's dogs last week, and while I was there, I cleaned parts of their house. It's, like, something I felt like I needed to do to stay there for myself, but also, like, as a gift. Like, like, nobody set them up that way. They don't know, you know? And so, like, this was just something I did, and... Doing stuff like that, in my experience, breaks a bunch of other things loose in microcosms that are very intimate conversations with the people who live within the walls. And I know I did that, you know, and I did that because I kind of want somebody to do that to my life. And I would fight it. I know I'd fight it at first, inside, I'd just be like, "Oh my God, what are you doing? It's like anytime any bad thing ever happens to a person or like they they see it as bad, it could be kind of a reforming moment, but they'll just be like, "This is bad. Not everything is bad. sometimes we need reforming moments. And like I felt like what I did was a reforming moment, and I need a reforming moment." So I presented a reforming moment, and I feel like I did it gently, which is how I would want my own reforming moment, Um, but for some reason I just kind of don't feel like it's going to be like that. Like I have one-eighth of what other people have, and it should be easy for me to, like, manage it, and it's not, and it's, like, I need to sit down, and I need to write down, like, the skills that I want to harness in order to best utilize certain supplies that I have um, in a different way, and really, I do want to make my own clothes. I think that's probably a direction I need to focus on, I need to figure out how to make that happen. So maybe Shelly can help me i don't know but if i can make my own clothes that would just be like a good preoccupation and i prefer the idea of preoccupation versus occupation i don't i don't want making clothes to be my occupation i want it to be my preoccupation it's like what i do to do what i do but also even the other, like painting and writing, these are also preoccupations. They are not hobbies. They're, they have the potential to make me money, which I think occupation alludes to. They are preoccupation because my mind cannot just be in the settle of occupation because my mind is multidimensional as am I as a human, therefore there is a season and a reason for everything, and to have one thing is stupid, it's just kind of stupid, I don't like it, so uh, there's that Um, I'm really like, I like the procuring of fabric, and I really want to kind of, I like, I need to make my own clothes, alright note to self that's, maybe that's a goal Maybe I just seek out sewers to, like, teach me sewing things. And then I just ramble-bamble along with my sewing machine and my paints and, like, fucking fuse stuff together at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I ordered DoorDash tonight and I'm trying not to do that uh, because now I have a car and there's no excuse, but I got lazy and the guy who delivered my food was super nice and um, he texted me after he delivered and was like, I like your name. My delivery name is not anything that's on anything else and uh, I came up with it because of how I was feeling one day, which was I had cramps, I was bleeding, I wanted food. So it's kind of like, it's a weird name that I came up with. And um, I was like, Oh, yeah, well, th- thanks. This is how I came up with it. And I was like, thanks for appreciating it. And thanks for delivering my food. And he was like, just text me anytime you want food, I'll bring it to you. And I was just like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is because I'm pretty sure that they give the delivery drivers like a temporary number uh, for delivery reasons and communication. So I don't know if I was supposed to be like, oh, well, what's your actual number? And why would I do that? Like... I don't fucking know. I went out last night, and uh, one of my passing buddy friends had a friend there, and I started talking to him, and he, I did see him, and I was like, wow, he is attractive. Um, but given the ages of people, I was like, the, this guy is way too young. Um, but there was a little bit of flirtation, and I kind of was being snarky, and I called him a poser, because, why not? What do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. Um, anyway, sunny day, everybody's at the pub, I'm there, he shows up, and I'm like, hey, and he's like looking at me, and I like give him a look, and he doesn't recognize me or whatever, and, uh, That was about, Um, and he's like, and I'm like, oh, you don't recognize me? I was like, I called you a poser, and he's like, oh yeah, and then he disappeared, and I just kind of felt bad, like, oh gosh, you know, I, I would that would make me feel uncomfortable if somebody said that to me, and I should know better. I don't know why I was being kind of snarky on that level but it was, like, a very juvenile flirtatiousness, I guess, that I stepped into, and so I sent a message and was, like, kind of apologetic to his friend, like, hey, I hope I didn't, like, upset your friend, and it's like, why do I even fucking care about this shit? Well, because I like everybody getting along, and, like, I fucking hate feeling awkward in situations, and I don't wanna be in that situation, so I don't want other people to be in that situation and I'm so awkward myself anyway that I don't really know how to engage people like how they're expecting or whatever. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, in my opinion. That's why I hang out alone so much is it takes a lot of energy to read people and navigate them if you don't know them. If I get to know you and I kind of understand how you are, I can I can meet that, you know? But until I get it, I have to just watch it and see. It's good to hold back because, in my opinion, um, from experience, that there are these things that burble up inside of us that we are not necessarily paying attention to but we're in the flow of stuff but when it burbles up it comes out our f- mouth and it says things that we don't even understand like why we would say what we would say in that moment but then we do and um, we might not notice it directly sometimes we do but not always it affects somebody deeply and then um, they get weird or more weird if they were already kind of weird and then they get weirder specifically around us (sighs) and it's like when you just speak without thinking the intuitive nature will just bring stuff out of your mouth verbal diarrhea that is like pinpointing something insecure in somebody else and you don't even know it. But if you know that you're that type of person, that's the first step that you can take is like realize you're that type of person. And then it's like, don't just say whatever comes out of your, or wants to come out of your mouth all the time. Like learn how to hold back. Maybe, you know, feel it out better. Hold on. that throughout my entire life. And it's painstakingly obvious at this point, which is why I had to make some effort with it, you know, just like stop before I'm ahead. Um, that's kind of one of these things with people and their coupledoms and their relationships is like, they understand and welcome each other enough to figure out how to dance with that. And I just kind of don't feel like anybody wants to dance with me. And maybe it's because I've said for years that I'm not a dancer or that I don't dance. I do dance. I just dance alone. But two people can dance alone and dance together at the same time. I I think that that's true. It's more about like um, styles that complement one another, perhaps. Ah. And all this stuff is coming up like my most of my friends at this point now are like 10 years younger than I am. So <sighs> So approximately where I would have been 10 years ago if I would not have Made the decisions that I made at that age, I'd be like this would all seem perhaps more appropriate. Somebody mistaking me for being 28 at first, I think that's that's uh generous, very generous, guessing my age, but uh, even going up to well, saying twenty eight, and I say no, and they ask down, and I'm like no. They're like up, and I'm like yeah, and they're like thirty two, I'm like no, and they're like I'm like up, and they're like thirty six, I'm like no, no, no. up forty two, like I'm pretty proud of 42, especially if somebody initially thinks I'm 28. Fucking awesome. But I haven't had children, so I haven't bled part of my life force out to give life. I haven't had that kind of stress to my body or mind or spirit. And that's a choice. Cool, 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 right? Cool. However, (laughs) At 42, I have no interest in dating or having sex with somebody who is younger than my youngest sibling, who is my sister, who's 10 years younger than I. So I have no real interest in And hooking up with dudes in their 20s. No, 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 no. And uh, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Because uh, I know that some people are into that kind of age dynamic uh, thing. And uh, I've I've heard some positive things about the youthful dudes of today but I just don't feel it in my insides to be that person because I can't get over the fact that I was born in 1980 and if somebody is in their 20s that means they were like born after the 1900s For me, honestly, three years above, three years below is about the buffer zone that I honestly feel can be healthy. Um, and it's it's about relation and I believe in intergenerational dialogue, for sure. But when it comes to relationary standpoints of beingness, um and attraction. I just can't. I just can't. No. I can't. Like if you're too close to my dad's age. Mm, sorry. No. Like no. I don't want you to have more potentially in common with my dad than you have with me. Um My dad's approximately 22 years older than I am. Um, Yeah, no, can't, won't, thanks. Sister is 10 years younger than I am. If you have more in common with my sister, I just, I love her. And her and I have a lot in common. But pop culture, things like this, really, I'm the one who stands alone in my family, at this point, uh, in that microcosm, my cousin is five years older than me, and even there is a little bit of a buffer, but our connection is different through different sides of family and all these things so it's like i i 'd like to have a relationship, but it'd have to be so." uniquely safe and comfortable you know like something that I uh, probably can't articulate because I I can only see a vague outline of it in a misty morning kind of vibe um, yeah oh and then here's the other thing the amount of people who are just like your dog is so amazing Where do I have to move to to meet people who are not just like, wow, what an amazing dog, but have a higher enough understanding that, like, if a person has an awesome dog, that's probably a fucking awesome person and like you can sit and adore the dog all day long but like if you like that dog so much why aren't you interested in getting to know the person who has the dog and um you know note to self this is probably a little late in the game to talk about but you know before I had Clotta, it was, I was all about dogs, like, and I did know dogs dogs' names better than I knew their humans cause, you know if you get along with animals then, you're just like, fuck people um I get it, totally get it now I also get that a lot of those dogs that influenced how I found my dog um, profound impact and even if they were flawed people like we all are they were great people and I'm happy to have known them and been able to be friends with them so that my dog had friends but like learned good things that they learned from those dog friends. So I think like 2023 like hopefully people start really paying attention to the dog owners too and like appreciating them for bringing out well-mannered adorable companions. It's like guess Um, in the moment I'm thinking about various relationships and how they play out in the public world so it's like with human relationships you can pretty much assess like who's with who and you know who's whose kid and if you go out with a pet with a dog specifically They stay pretty close. They're probably on a leash. They're... People can see who they belong to. And, you know... Most people are on point with doing the right thing. It's like, oh, can I pet your dog? Can my kid pet your dog? Is your dog friendly? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. in my mind, it's kind of like, I wouldn't bring her out if she wasn't like that, but yes, of course, and we should reaffirm, um, (laughs) it's kind of one of the few relationships where a person can go out with another, like, living entity, but have to speak for it, and all this stuff, it's, It's wild. Alright. I've talked on here for 32 minutes. I'm just rambling at this point. I am... There's just like some stuff I really want to do. But I I can't put my finger on it. I just don't want to do it alone. And I know I'm not totally alone. Because I have journey. But... Like, I kind of want some human help. I want some human help or something. Alright. Good night. Hi. Welcome back to Messcast. It's currently the thirteenth of April. Thursday. Um, oh, it's been a not very um eventful day for me. But a lot in the contemplation and I had tentative plans to hang out with a friend and then uh, I was a little too early, jumping the gun a little too early because I get kind of maybe what you call trigger happy when I'm excited or motivated to do stuff, I'll be early. Like if I show up late, which probably never happens because it's not really in my demeanor unless I lose direction Um hasn't happened a lot in my life but it has happened a few times and it's definitely delayed me in my travel getting me to where I want to be in a timely manner but uh since I was early today the waiting around pulled me into a vortex and then I lost track of time So I've been kind of contemplating a lot of things. One of the things I want to say about MessCast is that I have at least five episodes that are sitting on the back burner. Um, And I want to explain why they are sitting on the back burner because I'm not terribly a great planner type person if I don't have to and I, I don't feel like I have to right now but I'm not setting them aside to plan to post forward later I'm sitting on them because each time I go back to them I ask myself do you really want to put that out there? and at the end of the episode or where I choose to shut it off I come to the conclusion that no. No, I don't. I don't want to put that out there right now. And it isn't for lack of some sort of interesting insight or whatever. I feel like um, I don't know. (laughs) This weird place as if it's You just finished a chapter and the next page says act two or um, it brings in kind of the theme of the new chunk of what the book is going to be or whatever and some of the stuff that I have to say pertains to people and I don't necessarily think or know that they listen to this. But on the off chance that they do, I feel weird about it. This whole thing about feeling weird about stuff is also coming to an interesting stirring point in my brain space where I'm pretty unabashed. I think more often than not, I keep my mouth shut so that I don't feel stupid because other people are better at making other people feel stupid than I am. And if I had any real sense of nuance on how to purposefully make people feel stupid, I'd be really great at it. And people should look out. And it's it's probably a good thing. I don't have that skill set and have no interest in trying to obtain it. But... um in all of this, I realize that I've been caught in some moments where I do keep my mouth shut. But I think about what I want to say. And why I want to say it. And why I won't say it. And admittedly, I do suffer from fear of retaliation. Um. Also... More often than not, if I said something a bit flippant, it wasn't because I thought about it a long time. It was just because it rumbled up and popped out of my mouth. And as you mature as a person who gets reminded of the fact that you might have that condition, you might spend a little bit more time working on not doing that so often and... um censoring yourself keeping your mouth shut instead of just popping off with whatever you feel like comes up because it's observational and amuses you or you feel like me may be useful because you find it useful not everybody finds the things you find useful one's man one man's trash another man's treasure kind of thing with humans and engaging them with certain truths you might say so kind of been at this weird crossroads where I've had some situations where I just, I really want to be more vocal and straightforward about what I observe and think and feel, because I am not being flippant about it. I am taking my time with it, and I think that what I have to say should be taken into consideration. However, I can't get over the fact that I just overall feel like other people have certain control or like hierarchy or like enough control to have consequence to my life that could be seen as negative and sure 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 nothing's truly negative if you have a positive mindset and understand that everything changes and everything changes for a reason and you know you move on a person like me needs to save all that stuff up to say when they know they're on their way out because saying it now just complicates and makes my life more awkward so that's cool working with that um been having a very long conversation meaning it wasn't just today like I've had this conversation with myself now for (sighs) um probably since I moved back to Cheyenne that might just be the energy of Cheyenne but um what did I used to like like what what got me kind of excited. What I like to do, um, swimming, roller skating, swimming because you're weightless. I don't like swimsuits. I don't like myself in a swimsuit. I definitely would wish that I had the body that I had back in the day when I first hated myself in a swimsuit. Gosh, darn it. But no, um, getting in the water, I think would be beneficial to me. I really need it. But getting there. The only thing. Keeping me from getting there. Is me. So. I hope to maybe not keep myself. From going there. Because I made phone calls today. To inquire. Because (laughs) what this means. Is me going back. To the place where I. Got my first job. And probably spent actively, um, most of my childhood was at the swimming pool and this specific pool, but this specific pool has changed names and has had many upgrades. And so I already know that what I'm walking into is not the place It's the same location and it's got still major walls and shit that are original, but it's not the pool that I worked at or taught lessons at or got my lessons at. And I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of self-reconciliation with that. I think that water is very important to people. Obviously, it's necessary. Not everybody knows how to swim. And not everybody has the privilege or opportunity to be brought up, especially inland, with the opportunity to go to a pool, to have those lessons. And to further in their life, you know, as a young person who's being aquatic... Be able to go to the ocean and go to on vacations to places that have pools and stuff. And to enjoy that. So um, swimming for me growing up was my sport. I didn't like other sports. I felt that swimming was more self-competitive than it was group competitive. Even if you were on a team, meeting, matching, and exceeding your own times was personally like what you were going for. Um, And maybe I'd feel the same way about running if I liked running, but I love water. And I've haven't really been in water very much since a long time. So... I feel like I need to reacquaint myself with water because I'm a big fan of her and what she does and how I feel in her. And the hardest part of this is going to be like something that uh, was already hard back then. The the wearing of the swimsuit, you were essentially naked with just a thin covering over your privets and uh, saggy bits. So, yeah, being 42 to go to a pool sounds awkward. I feel like I'm going to have to really get into a mindset for that. And I want to start out with aquatic exercise. Um, that seems least threatening. The other awesome thing about swimming is like Especially if you can get up early for it. Everybody's tired. Everybody just got up. Everybody's swollen. Everybody's like whatever. But you're getting up. You're going to the pool. You're going to have some osmosis shit happening. While your body (laughs) equilibrates in the pool. And you're also moving. And circulating. And getting your heart going. And it's going to shift your day. I know that from experience I want to be really excited about going to the pool but I'm scared I'm scared because I don't have anybody at the pool and I grew up at the pool and one of the reasons the pool was so comfortable for me was because I knew people there and it was so interesting to me that I like even before I worked there I was a future lifeguard in a program, and um taught swimming lessons, got to be able to participate with that. I'm not so much about the competitive part of swimming other than if I can get myself back in the water, maybe I will get competitive with myself again. Maybe I'll try and you know beat my times and start regulating my breathing instead of smoking cigarettes like a bad girl. The water is calling. But nature has been calling also for a very long time and I've been ignoring that. So I don't know. They say that the exercise classes they don't fill up so much. So If I feel saucy in the next 20 minutes to try and look for a swimsuit, I'll do that and pull it out. And then, I don't know, what, set my alarm? I don't like alarms. I wake up naturally. What if I just say, I want to shoot for that class. And if I wake up at this time... I can just, like, get up, pop on my swimsuit, grab a jug of water, and and drive over there. Deep water, 6 a.m. to 11 to 1. It's like, you just get to go over there and, like, play in deep water? I don't know. Lazy River nine to ten those rarely fill up I don't know alright well I told the lady I'd go there tomorrow anyway maybe I will maybe I'll look for my swimsuit cause I want to get back in the water I really want to get back in the water if I can get back in the water then I can get back on roller skates I own a pair of roller skates they're brand new I want to use them I'm halfway tempted to take them to the uh, tennis court by my house but I've, I kind of want to save them just to take them to the roller rink because that's a spot where you know there's not going to be weird gravel and shit and I don't want to be the asshole who picks up gravel and then brings it there um, but what if I get kind of back into childlike things that I like what if What if I kind of do that? What if I kind of just like go to the pool by myself and do a class with a bunch of other people? What if, what if I maybe meet some people? Swimming is the most vulnerable and beautiful, everything. Like, I can't shit on it at all. It, it was my favorite thing growing up. telling myself that i'm going to get up and go and do it is a whole different thing. So, if i do at least attempt to pull out my swimsuit or one of them or like i feel like i need to even just like put them on and like see if they fit and then you know, like, even if they do feel like they fit, are they oxidized? Or are they going to just, like, crackle apart and basically fall off of me once they get wet? Because that's kind of what happens to elastic lacrum material if it's not cleaned properly or stored well. And I'm not not known for... My storage capacity or capability in that regard. So what stands between me and the pool is 100% myself. It's me finding my suits, trying my suits, considering whether or not they can work. If none of them can work, I have to get a suit before I can go. But one thing that I can do without even getting into the pool at all is I can go down there and get the literature about everything of what they offer because their website is swag as fuck. And if there's anybody in my town who's doing website stuff, I can tell you two websites that are basically might as well be city This is city for sure, but, like, other things that might as well be city, their websites, especially on mobile, are, they need help. They need help. Um, our websites are not keeping up with our town. Okay, so I can go and get literature, but if my swimsuits don't work, I need a swimsuit before I can do all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then... And then I probably want to invest in some shampoo piece of chlorine but i'm I'm open to it i'm 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 open to it I'm open to it I'm open to it. The most likely thing to happen is there are gonna be a few really fucking hot people there, and the other people are like older people who are like no like this is good for my joints and my cardiovascular health and i like i like swimming and i'm going to be like i like swimming too i want to be okay with my body and my age and the fact that i'm not competing i'm just trying to reintegrate something i used to like into my life so i could be more well balanced yay And, like, with roller skating, I just feel like that's such a fun, like, you get to play music when you're doing it. I want to be childlike in that kind of way. Dude, they have a swim. They have a pool here in town now that's for competitive swimmers. Oh, my God. I almost cried when I found out because... If that would have existed when I was a teenager, I would have tried. I would have tried hard. I don't know if I would have tried harder for swimming or for performance. And that's something that I also realized today was, you know, like they say with mental health, being physically active, but also having mentally engaging things to do is good. Like, you know, the mixture of mind and sport or mind and body. And something about swimming is it's a very dynamic physical activity which moves all the muscles and systems cohesively to get get the job done, you might say. That's great for the brain. It's great for the body and physiology and all of it. So when I was in school, I was like way into way creative things, but I had swimming. And when I stopped swimming competitively, it was because I didn't like team competition. I liked personal competition and it was, I could do swimming or speech and debate. And speech and debate was also competitive, but also personally competitive. Getting better at what you're doing for you, for your skill set, not because you're trying to win for the team. You're trying to win with your expression. You're trying to win with your adaptability and all these kind of different things. So if it was one or the other I would prefer to go to a speech and debate tournament where back in the day I could dress however I wanted and express my personality versus being in a swimsuit so close to feeling naked in front of a bunch of people and also feeling bullied by other girls in the locker room is so vulnerable. And I did not really have the coping skills to, I don't know, kind of defend myself in certain ways in those situations. It didn't make sense. And I never had those problems with the more mental competition stuff. All those people were openly weird and hyper kind of obsessed with... What they were doing for themselves. And that might be kind of the difference between (laughs) physical being more of a seemingly testosterone driven thing. And the cerebral being perhaps more feminine in expression with potentials. Don't know. But now through my contemplations... And things that I've dipped in and out of thought forms throughout my life. I'm sad that a pool hasn't been part of my life forever. I think about it a lot. I wish I had a pool. I wish I had a house with a pool. Um, I love water. I love swimming. I think it's great. And I don't know why there are certain things that I've kept myself from that I like so much. And honestly, out of all the activities you could do in town, roller skating and going swimming are the cheapest thing that you could basically invest in for yourself. It's physical activity. It's definitely cheaper than other sports. So unless of course you hurt yourself and then that's a whole other thing, but swimming's pretty low impact unless you're doing dumb shit like diving into a shallow end or I don't know, getting a cardiac arrest or something while you're swimming, you're probably alright. Um Yeah. So I wanna get more back into stuff that helped my dopamine. What else? Or uh, I kinda went off the Oh yeah, socializing. The whole thing like it's like roller skating, swimming and socializing. I want those things in my life. They provoke my creativity. And they make me want to engage people. I need to talk to more people. I don't know why I'm scared of them. I'm mostly, I think, afraid of them looking at me. Which the pool might fix. Because if I go to the pool where I'm already damn near naked and I'm exercising... Dude, you're doing the good work. Getting exercise... You're also being uncomfortable, being partly nude to people. I don't wear a bikini. I will wear a one piece racing suit. That is what, to me, feels most comfortable based off of my background. Um, but maybe if I do that early in the day and I get it out of the way, it's like, what does it matter if I go talk, like, set up a meeting and talk to these people that I just have felt? Threatened by or whatever. Like, fuck you. I got up at five. I went swimming at six. My hair is naturally drying. Now you have the opportunity to meet me for a meeting. And perhaps we can get down to business. Uh, what else do I want here to speak of? I don't know i'm I'm feeling a lot of feelings. It feels like I'm getting ready to leave again, but also the thought has come up that like every time I get the feeling to leave and if I follow through with leaving, then I have to start over. But it appears that after I've left in retrospect, that if I would have stayed, I would have taken off, which is different than leaving, taking off like you versus peace I'm out so maybe that's what I need to think about in kind of the visual and vernacular sense of um, I feel like it's it's about time that I take off but like you're shooting out into the great beyond. it's not that you're going to Vegas, you know, just like going down the road to Vegas. Yeah, I'm ready to take off. Where are you going? Vegas? No, 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 no. Uh, when you take off, it's like toward the atmosphere. Uh, okay, either that or I need a vacation. Also, I like hiking, and the weather is getting warmer, and so. Um, between swimming, roller skating, hiking, creating art, and socializing. I think that I want to just have that creative vortex. It's five good solid things. Three of which are
1: very fucking physical.
0: The other two are just like fun. And obviously I'd add the six of sleep. Because I love sleep. I love it. Don't get a great quality of it, but I love it. Sleep. Nature. All right, it's all going to change when it changes. but at least I have a tentative list that's nice alright like I said I've got a bunch of other stuff ready to be posted but I just don't know if you're ready for it yet